Okay. I'd like you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, thanks. And while you're doing that, I just want to read some to, something to you. In Washington, D.C., there's a church called the Church of the Saviour. And they place a very big emphasis on calling forth or calling forward one another's gifts. And almost as you begin to worship there, you are confronted with the question, what is your gift or what are your gifts? And the congregation sees this as another way of saying, what is your call? So let's read Romans chapter 12 and we'll read from verses 4 through to verse 16. Romans 12, 4 to 16. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesied, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing sorry, if it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. And if it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Uh, love must be sincere. We're here on verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. <clears throat> Never be uh, lacking zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in in prayer. Gee, that's a good verse, isn't it? I'm going to read verse 12 again. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. We pray the Lord will add his blessing to that reading. Amen. Alrighty, as Christians, we are one body. Yes, folks, as Christians, we are one body, therefore members of one another. This also means that we're called to love one another and also live in harmony, folks, with one another. My glasses keep falling down today and I really don't know why. Let's see if that does the trick. So the human body, as you know, has many members, yet each one has a role to play. The finger, the hand, the arm, the shoulder, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the tongue, the legs, everything. 
they are all members but part of the one body. The health and welfare of the body depend on the proper function of each member. As believers, we are tied together with the common thread of Christ. This makes us members of one another. Each member is an individual and possesses their own individual great gifts given by God. There is one body, one body made up of many members. In this passage, Paul uses the idea of membership to introduce the idea of using giftings. Now, I want to give you an example. I'm going to talk about transportation and different modes of transportation. Okay? Now, just bear with me for a moment. A bulldozer... Yes, a bulldozer is equipped for certain work. A train is equipped for certain work. A limousine is equipped for certain work. A coach is equipped for certain work. And a ship is also equipped for certain work. Now, the common thread in all of these is transportation. But in, the, in this case, the body is transportation but the different modes of operation are the gifts. And we don't want to get them mixed up. For instance, a bride would generally go to the wedding in the limousine. You would never see a bride going to the, whim- going to the wedding on a bulldozer. Or a train is equipped to carry a heavy load. Lots of passengers and lots of cargo. But a coach can do those things, but not like a train. So you understand what I mean. As members of the body of Christ, believers have been equipped for service. Personal Bible study and prayer can help a Christian unwrap their own unique gifts of the Spirit. Now, looking behind me, you can see the Christmas tree. Now, um, I don't know if you can see this. Um, You can't see it because the table is in the way. But, believe me, folks, when I say there are some Gifts under the Christmas tree. There are a few gifts under the Christmas tree already. The point I want to make is the gifts that are under the Christmas tree are the gifts for this Christmas. We don't have any gifts left over from last Christmas. They've all been unwrapped. Now the point I'm trying to make is that quite often... God has given Christians gifts, but they don't use them. It's like they're still wrapped up and unused. But we don't leave gifts under the tree, as I said before. We unwrap them and we use them. And we need to identify the gifts that God has given us 
and unwrap them and use them for the glory of God and for the glory of the church and for the edification of the user. Personal prayer and Bible study can help a Christian unwrap their own unique gifts of the Spirit. No gift is self-sufficient and no gift is unnecessary. Our gifts differ according to the grace that's been given to us. In other words, God's grace or the Holy Spirit deals out the gifts or hands out the gifts to each believer. And because each believer is different, each gifting is different and used differently. God gives the necessary strength or ability to use whatever gifts we have. Spiritual gifts are special abilities given to believers for ministry and for service. Part of God's call to the believer is to serve through spiritual gifts. This is only the beginning because we also need to relate, ladies and gentlemen, to society. Hey Samuel, welcome. I just saw your name come up. Part of God's call to the believer is to serve through spiritual gifts. This is only the beginning, as I say, because we also need to relate to society. I want to talk about love. Love should be without hypocrisy. It should not wear a mask, but love should be genuine, sincere and unaffected by circumstance. In our relationship with those who are in the household of faith, we should demonstrate our love by tender affection not by cool indifference or routine acceptance, but genuine tender affection. We should prefer to see others honoured rather than ourselves. As we relate to society, Paul says in verse 11 that we should be diligent and not let our passions die. Stay strong in the work that the Lord has given you. We are reminded of the words of Jeremiah 48 verse 10. A curse on him who is slack in doing the Lord's work. Don't be slack in doing the Lord's work. Don't be cursed, folks. Remain diligent and hard working in our quest to relate and to show love to society. Our love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. This message, ladies and gentlemen, is about Christ-like behaviour. Christ-like behaviour or character includes showing genuine love without hypocrisy. Genuine love without hypocrisy. Avoiding evil and holding to good respecting others, being diligent in service and demonstrating hope, joy, patience and steadfastness, meeting the needs of others and showing hospitality, living humbly and peaceably and repaying 
evil with good. Folks, these are the traits of a Christ-like behaviour. We must live in harmony. Part of our calling is to be of the same mind towards another believer. When an illustrious Christian arrives at the terminal, he was met by elders from the church where he was to speak. The limousine pulled up to take him to a plush hotel. Who usually entertains the preachers here, they asked. They mentioned an elderly couple in a modest home nearby. That's where I would prefer to stay, he said. Keep an eye on the ego and be wise in your own opinion. We're called to show kindness towards our persecutors instead of trying to repay them the same way that they treated us. Christians should be able to empathise with others, both believers and unbelievers. Paul commanded, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Because believers are a body and one part hurts, everybody feels the pain. When one is joyful, everyone can rejoice. Christians cannot be indifferent to the suffering or joy of their fellow believers. Living in harmony is sorry, living in harmony with one another is something that believers must work out continually. It's important, folks. A brief description of the Christian life. A Christian is someone who presents themselves to God. Romans 12.1 The result is the person becomes a sacrifice that is a living, holy and pleasing to God. Romans 12.1 A Christian receives transformation by a renewed mind. Romans 12.2 and discovers and displays the will of God. That's the result, Romans 12.2. What about Romans 12.6-8? A Christian has spiritual gifts according to the grace from God. And Romans 12.6 says, Use spiritual gifts as part of Christ's body. Romans 13.1 says that Christians honour the civil law and the result of that also in the same passage Romans 13 1 if you do that then you will be honoring God love others says Romans 13 8 and the result in Romans 13 8 is that you will be fulfilling God's law that God's law is to love and if you love others you'll be fulfilling that law Um, be pursuers of peace, Romans fourteen nineteen, and the result is that you will serve to edify all, and become like minded towards others in Romans fifteen six, and also Romans fix the result in Romans fifteen six is that you'll glorify God with others. So my final word to you tonight. 
is pray that God will help us to use our gifts to show genuine love and to live in harmony with one another. That's what we should do. Show genuine love. Using our gifts, show genuine love and live in harmony with one another. Folks, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that we will be able to use the giftings that you have given us, Lord, for the glory of your kingdom and for the glory and edification of the church. We pray, Lord, you'll help each one of us, Lord, as we each have our own particular missions and ministries that we're on and perform. We pray, Father, that you'll help us all the way. You'll show us, Lord, in no uncertain terms, our direction and the job at hand. We give you all the honour, all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.